us we missed you after a holiday off week we are back with another episode of the matt and mark movie show i'm your host matt and in just a few moments you'll hear a post-movie conversation between me my movie buddy longtime friend and co-host mark as you know mark and i have been watching movies together for almost 20 years we no longer live in the same city so our weekly trip to the movies has been relocated here as a podcast for all you good people, this week, we're reviewing the Saw spin-off movie, Spiral, from the Book of Saw. It stars Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, and is directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, a name very familiar to fans of the Saw franchise, because he's known for directing the two best sequels in the series, Saw 2 and Saw 3. Now, he also directed Saw 4, but we're going to try not to hold that against him. The logline for Spiral is... A criminal mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. Spiral is currently available on PVOD for the hefty rental charge of 20 bucks. Depending on when you listen to this, it may be on one of the streaming services, but who knows, as we live in a constantly changing future of streaming rights, best to check Just Watch to find places you can see the movie for yourself. You know how we do. Spoilers abound from this point forward. We take you now to our post-movie discussion of Spiral from the Book of Saw. (laughs) Mark, are you for real? This is a good time to... While we were away, we weren't just uh, traveling and hanging out and eating chips, staring at the ceiling. We were welcoming a new entity onto our show. Mark, I want to introduce you to the new Matt and Mark movie show soundboard. And this is going to accompany us now on the podcast. Um, What you got there was a little taste. It's got a mind of its own. I I don't want to say it's like artificial intelligence, but somehow the Matt and Mark movie show soundboard, which needs a much better name, uh, is going to (laughs) know how to, it'll respond in real time to us, Mark. So I want you to be on the lookout for this soundboard. What should we name it? It's like our own personal assistant. Yeah, what should we call earth it? Earth is flat. Oh, Mark, <laughs> it's imitating you. It said the earth is flat. Oh, God. You give it. You, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a flat earther. Story? Isn't that the story of every AI, right? Like that Twitch bot? You just give it like five seconds and then automatically it becomes like a Nazi racist flat earther <laughs> truther. It just, it only took five minutes. You know, like sometimes the AIs write a play. Like, you know, HBO, it'll be like this. AI wrote a play and we're going to perform it, right? Oh, yeah, where they, they feed it information and then it comes up with a CSI episode. Yes. Did I ever tell you I had a conversation with an AI when I was a kid? Like when they first started coming are you, out. Wait, they, is this, are you talking about Smarter Child? The, I don't remember the name of the it. The auto chatbot? Re- no, but I, I was having a nice conversation with it and I was like, 
And I, I remember asking him, I was like, where are you? And it goes, I'm right behind you. And then I typed in and it was like, I was afraid that it would actually do it, but I was like, tap me on the shoulder. And then nothing happened. Nothing happened. And then it said, I am the devil. And I was like, Jesus, this is fucking crazy. I and have then, that. I have that chat saved somewhere on my old computer. And then it graduated to. And the earth is flat. Oh, yeah. And then it became God. a flat earther. And then it became a flat earther. It becomes like the worst of humanity. And then I guess that's what happens. Does. And then it wipes us out. So there's really like, like a good two down. to four minute window. Like your AI can write a musical about autism for HBO. Or it could come out and be like, I'm going to tap you on the shoulder because in the earth is flat because the earth. is flat. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's the kind of show that you're on, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Matt Mark movie show. Mark, I miss doing, <laughs> doing the show a lot. To your point, it did feel like a very long time that we were away. I was away. Mark was out of town living the good life. I was uh, actually, I was on another podcast. I was on the Love of Cinema podcast with our friend, friend of the show, John Say. and Another great cinema Dave podcast. And Jeff invited me. Um, and I had a wonderful time talking to them about American Graffiti, which is a movie I had never seen before. And I also got to go over there and defend the Toxic Avenger on their Was It Really That Bad series. It was like a, it was like a mock trial debate. <laughs> kind of fun and they just sprung it was pretty cool like they just sprung it on me it's not like when we were planning my appearance on their show that i was gonna be like hey they're like look you know do your homework or whatever like we're gonna debate there was nothing about that it was just you're gonna watch this movie and like i was sitting on zoom with those guys or whatever just waiting to start recording and like i shit you not man like two minutes before they were like and the earth is flat. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no, it was like two minutes before. And they were like, you're, uh, by the way, this is a debate. And you, and we usually let the computer, another AI. Ooh, we usually let the computer decide who's going to be positive, who's going to be negative, who's going to be the moderator. But they were like, since you're like a trauma expert, which I'm really not, I'm just a trauma fan. But I guess like, you know, those guys don't know much about trauma. So they're like, you do it um they let me be the positive so it was me and john say on a team we were the positive team versus dave on negative and jeff was the moderator we had a lot of fun um so if you're listening to us and you like us you should definitely go over and check me out on the love of cinema podcast those guys are fucking awesome you should definitely like love and subscribe and all that stuff as they say um even though i'm sure that they have six million people listening to them and you and i have three people <laughs> now, now four if you count in the earth is flat our ai Ooh. yes finally and another viewer that's funny john say doesn't even listen to our show <laughs> <laughs> he's like we, we still have three people <laughs> i did feel bad john say before before we started recording he goes he's like because we recorded this last our like, i have last to week. admit i don't listen to your show no <laughs> no not at all he's listening to the show but he goes so what's up I felt so weird. He goes, what's up next for you guys? I was like, oh, we're taking the week off. <laughs> He's like, okay, cool. You lazy fucks. It was like such a... It was I like guess such you a don't like cinema, assholes. <laughs> I felt like such a pooper. I was like, oh my it's God. like, we don't take days off, you jerks. Yeah. They're like, like the we love cinema. God damn it. God damn it's it. like, well, we don't have love in our title, so we can afford to take 
breaks. That's right. We're the hate of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, because every episode we're just like, this film blows. Here's how we would make it. <laughs> That's right. Whoa, our AI is really lighting <laughs> up the boards. Mark, what should we name our soundboard? Fuck, that's a good question, man. I'm terrible at naming Let's things. Let's put it out to the people. How about, oh. it, well, no one will answer because four people listen, but who gives a shit? <laughs> if you're one of the four hey, people. Jess, what do we call <laughs> yeah. our AI? Producer in the booth, what should we name the AI on the show who says amazing things like... Oh God, he's learning. Oh, Wait, God. what was that? What was the- Mark, I think he's learning. He's listening and learning. Wait, what did he say? Say it again. Oh my God, he's <laughs> learning. This is horrible. <laughs> Mark. Hey, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe there's a soundboard. <laughs> Fuck. That's hilarious. Dude, isn't that amazing? <laughs> you reminded me of, remember in Family Guy when they make fun of the radio DJs? Oh yeah, and they're like, and they're they like, press Jonah a button in the douche, yeah. douche, douche, and it's like thirty minutes of an audio <laughs> clip. Mark, don't anger oh, the AI. Oh god. <laughs> oh wait. Oh here. Wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, he's gonna assimilate that and turn that into a fucking sound on his board, Mark. Jesus H. <laughs> that burp brought to you. By Jersey Mike's. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Jersey Mike's, but we'll take the sponsorship. You can even pay yeah. us in subs. <laughs> Mark, what's a good Jersey Mike sub? What's your go-to sub? I like that. Jer- this is my first time going there, so I have the uh, the Jersey Mike's uh, famous Philly cheesesteak, which was. God, and I, you know what, I got, I splurged for the $15 one because I was like, okay, it's big. It's only a couple bucks more and I can have two meals. I ate the whole fucking thing. Oh and, then I, I, and then I, I tried to watch Wrath of Man, but the opening <laughs> sequence was so boring. I fell asleep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bitch, are you for real? Mark, Wow. All right, so tell me, Matt, what do you what did you watch during this? You've had two weeks to watch stuff, so I'm sure you have a huge catalog of things. What'd you watch? Yeah, well, let's let's roll our let's roll our bumper for the people. We can listen to it together. Well, what do you recommend? Bumper is very very long and awkward when we're just staring (laughs) at each other. I was very uncomfortable as you stared at <laughs> my just, eyes. When you listen to it for... just in post, it's like it flows so well. But if you're just staring at the other person, waiting for it to finish, Jesus Christ. <laughs> my parents, you had to take a drink. But it was so, you were so uncertain of yourself. Like, eh, should I drink this or not? <laughs> Holy shit. Man. It took so oh long. All right, get wrecked. Uh, Mark is right. We've been <laughs> away for a while. I have a couple things I wanted to talk about. I watched many things, but I, I won't bore you with everything, and I saw a lot of crap. So I will just tell you some good things <laughs> that I saw. I wanted to start really quick. I watched Inside uh, on Netflix. This is the new oh, Bo yeah. Burnham 
comedy special. This started to get a lot of heat while we were away. Like big people like the New Yorker and the Atlantic, like big, big ass, like liberal publications that like have a huge fucking footprint. They were all posting and talking and writing these think pieces about inside. And I was like, fuck it. I want to watch. And if, if you're not aware of who Bo Burnham is, although I'm pretty sure everybody is, but Bo Burnham is primarily a YouTube personality and I guess like internet age comedian. And he was kind of one of the first to do it. And now he has since graduated into being like, he's a film director. He made Eighth Grade, a movie that came out a couple of years ago, which made quite a splash. And he was also recently in the movie Promising Young Woman. He co-stars in it. He, he's like, He's literally like the oh, second build guy. Yes. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Dude, it's like Carrie Mulligan and then Bo Burnham. So he's like he's like a fucking star. He's a big guy. Damn. Anyway, I guess to sort of work through the pandemic and and it's very artsy and I don't say that negative, but like he, as as an artist explores a theme, this guy wanted to explore sort of isolation in during the pandemic and that sounds really pretentious, but it's fucking hilarious it's an hour and a half it's really hard to talk about comedy shit because it basically it's like all the criticism and shit is so reductive you're either going to be like that was hilarious that was so funny or i didn't find it but all i can tell you is that it's hilarious unexpected it's really clever he does a lot of funny bits and songs um the hour and a half flew by i highly recommend it even if you've never seen any bo burnham shit i think this is a great entry point um so i would definitely recommend bo burnham inside it's on netflix have you seen it yet, Mark? Ooh. No, I haven't, but I want to. It's, it's, well, I thought it was funny when I texted you and I was like, Mark, you got to watch Bo Burnham inside. And you were like, I was like, it's so funny, man. There are songs and there's jokes in between. You're like, I don't like comedians who use jokes and songs. Oh, yeah. I'm not a f- anytime I see a comedian that breaks a guitar, I'm like, no fucking thank you. I don't so, yeah, this I don't know if fuck. this is for you then, Mark. <laughs> but no, it's, I'll give if you it's recommend more than it, I'll that, give it a though. Shot. It's not just like a guy performing with a guitar like the things that it's a one man show, like the things that this guy was able to do on his own with no help. Like he shot it, edited it, directed it, everything himself. He's doing all the there's no audience, camera. right? There's no audience. It's all in his apartment. It's um, it's just him doing all his own lighting cues, camera setups while he's performing. It's it's really not to be this guy, but it's really something. Uh, it's it just shows you like what a fucking talented human being looks like. You're like, God damn. It's like he's a goddamn renaissance man. Goddamn guy's talented. Bo Burnham I can, Well, here's the thing is, I can acknowledge people's talent like as a as a musician, comedian and stuff, but for some reason I just could I never it never makes me laugh when it's like it's a comedy song, you know what I mean? What about Flight of the Concords? You don't think Flight of the Concords is funny? I never really watched them to be honest. What about Tenacious D? Hmm. I mean, they're mu- I mean, well, here's the thing: is it's like it's actual music, music, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. Well, like- so is so is this Bo Burnham shit. It's like yeah, it that's why. I'll, like I said, own- I'll, I'll give it a. I'll definitely give it a shot. You'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Wait, do you want to take a? Clear. Well, and I'll do one more because I only have one more. Um, I I kind of can't believe that I'm going to recommend this, but over the, the our little break, I watched with uh, my wife. I watched Cruella, and I actually really liked it. Bitch, are you for real? I'm totally for real. 
And I know that when I texted you about it, you probably thought I was joking, but I liked the movie. Um, although I was expecting like your Bo Burnham text where it was like, I don't like movies with girls or Dalmatians <laughs> or fashion. Uh, and I was going to be like, hey, maybe this movie's not for you. But I forked <laughs> over the $30. Oh, it was $30 fucking dollars? $30 fucking dollars to watch the movie. Damn. And I got to say, I liked it. It's directed by Craig Gillespie, who made I, Tanya. So if oh, you if you okay. like that movie and you, you know that movie, then you kind of know what you're in for. Uh, it's made the exact <laughs> same way. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like I, Tanya. It's like it is no dude like you know how that movie was kind of like very like obviously Scorsese influenced like good like this guy watched Goodfellas and like that's how he makes movies like he just does <laughs> these like great camera wonners and moves with like needle drop after needle drop after needle drop like that's what Itania is and that's what Cruella is um except with a little bit of that you know obviously like all the Disney shit and I know we like to rag <laughs> on the Disney live action uh the newer live action movies on this show but uh i have to say man this is this is probably the best of the lot i think really yeah what 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 did you like about it most um honestly the this sounds so dumb but it is it's it's the pacing there's something about it that is hypnotic like it's so wonderfully paced and and i say this and i'm not comparing the two I'm just saying that, like, when you watch Goodfellas, even if you're not in the mood to watch Goodfellas, you will sit, like, even if you were in the middle of taking a shower and you came out and Goodfellas was on the TV, like, you would sit bare-assed on your hotel bed, like, to watch the rest of Goodfellas because it's paced so goddamn well. And this is like that. Um, There were some story elements that I thought were a little cheesy. I mean, it is a, like, you know, it's a Disney live-action movie for kids, but... um, there's like some really cool shit, especially like you're a guy that's into into fashion and trends and cool shit like that. I actually think you might get a lot out of it. Definitely more than like I wear the same T-shirt and shorts every day. Like you might actually get some real appreciation for the costuming and sort of the cool. I It's a movie really about two fashionistas kind of fucking with each other. Oh, weird. It's, it's really good. <laughs> Wait, in, in the in the in 101 Dalmatians, what is she? Is she in the fashion industry or is this some new thing that they created? I don't know. I remember really random stuff about the original 101 Dalmatians. Like I can remember that the fucking bad guys, like the thieves drove a pest van because it appears in this movie. And when I saw it, my mind linked them together. And I was like, hey, it's the guys who are the exterminators um, who are posing as exterminators. But like, I don't remember what Cruella DeVille's job was. I think she was just a fanciful rich person. Like a rich lady? Yes. Um, and there are some really choice bits of dialogue. Emma Thompson is in the movie and she's kind of like the, with these like villain movies, like Maleficent or whatever, like where the villain's the main character, they have to make the villain of the movie, like a truly despicable person. And Emma Thompson is that person. And she does it really well. Oh, wow. I, I, I was impressed, man. I liked Cruella. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a wreck. Wow. <laughs> give me shit if you'd like, but I <laughs> liked it. I liked it. Damn. All right. Now I'm going to have to check it out, bro. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know if it's, you know, for the convenience of watching a brand new movie at home, 30 bucks. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth your $30, but if you can watch the movie, let's say on a uh, high seas esque platform, I would say you might really enjoy yourself. Wow. Wow. I totally unexpected actually. 
Yes, I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. I'm being for real. <laughs> Are um, you getting paid by Disney? Or something? I'm not. We're Do not we getting have paid Disney by as Jersey Mike's or. <laughs> Mark, what are, that's it for me. What are your recs? Any? Actually, I watched something recently that was, um, I think it's a, an extremely underrated Al Pacino movie that most people don't know exists or talk about. I saw Cruising. Oh, yes. Which is like a fantastic film that I think people should watch. It's like one of his old school, you know, it's, it's, it's Al Pacino before he became the gravelly yelly guy. You know what I mean? Yes, he's still... So, like a subtle actor he's still the 70s subtle actor guy yeah but it's also like it's gritty new york from back in my like when i was a kid like from how i used to remember new york it's like seedy gritty very weird i don't know and the movie's about the leather scene right yeah it's kind of like that whole like bdsm scene like the leather bars back in in like i guess it was around the meatpacking district i think it's where you had all this stuff but yeah if, if you want to see like what New York used to be before it was Disney-fied. This is like the two movies I would recommend are probably Cruising and also um, uh, Taxi Driver. Though That's like the New York that I remember as a kid where it was like filthy, gritty. There's like bums everywhere. There were like bums with leather chaps. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like that bum's got assless chaps. <laughs> Welcome to New York, tourists. <laughs> Don't say that. That guy's your teacher. And he's your yeah. teacher. That's how he teaches class. But it's wait, it's isn't a, this it's directed actually, by William Friedkin? William Friedkin, yeah. It's one of it's one of his yeah. like he's actually that and Sorcerer are like two really good Sorcerer William Friedkin films amazing. that nobody really talks about, you know. I got to see Sorcerer at the Metrograph on yes, the big screen. Same here. And it was stunning. Dude, that bridge scene? Holy, Holy God, shit. my heart was in my throat. I immediately, because I had never heard of the movie or seen it, and I immediately walked out of that screening and ordered the Sorcerer Blu-ray for myself. <laughs> well, you know, you know what's crazy like about movie. that movie? That movie's based on Wages of Fear. But to me, I'm not joking, and I know I'm going to get like yelled at by cinephiles. That movie's better than Wages of Fear. I was in more the on the edge of my seat flat. for that movie. Wow. I don't remember Wages of Fear as good as I remember Sorcerer. Sorcerer it's well, I mean, Sorcerer shit. just like takes it to another level. I think it's another movie that we can discuss as being better than the original. Yeah, I or in my opinion, that. I could be like that's to me is like a good example of a remake. It's like okay, let's take the the because the original is great, right? Like you can't beat it, but then give it to William Friedkin and you know, you have like something even more special than the original in so my opinion. I, I'm, I've never seen Cruisin'. Um, where did you check it out? Because I'd like to see it. Uh, I had it on, I had a Blu-ray of it. Oh, so nice. I just watched that. Oh, very yeah. cool. It's when... like one of my favorite movies. It's it's wow. fantastic. There's some right. really funny scenes in there that maybe some people have seen, but I don't want to ruin it. If you haven't seen it, you should just watch it because there's some surprising scenes in there that are, they're, they're they're disturbing, but they're also hilarious. It's a very absurd. So there's some you, very absurd things that happen. That I just movie. checked it out online here. If you want to watch Cruising Online, you can watch it with a Criterion Channel membership. It's streaming ah, yeah. right now for free. Yeah, they just. I think they just announced it on their uh, Instagram page. It yeah. just popped up there. But if like, not, oh, wow, you can, people are talking about cruising. You can uh, rent it on all the platforms. But if you're a Criterion Channel subscriber, you can watch that shit right now. To me, it's one of those movies that if you did buy it, I can see 
someone watching it over and over like every now and then you probably oh like i'd break that movie out and watch it out just because it's very it's a very unique film i want to check it out check it out i've never seen it and i've heard nothing but good things about it from everybody who's seen it they're like oh especially like if you love william free like i love obviously i love sorcerer like french connection is probably one of my favorite movies ever as well as to live and die in LA. Like, Oh, I love William Friedkin. Um, And the fact that I've never seen this movie now is kind of making me feel like a douche. I think you should, if, if you can watch it sometime this week, check it out and let me know what you think. I'd actually be very curious to see what you think of this movie. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to write that shit down. Um, All right. Anything else, Mark? You never finished one or you never got a chance to rewatch life is beautiful. Did you? Bitch, are you for real? I did not (laughs) watch life is beautiful. Shit. I was too busy watching Cruella, <laughs> Bo Burnham Inside, and a bunch of movies that I will not bother you with because they were just simply not good. Oh, I okay. So if you don't have any other recommendations, I would recommend uh, that that documentary series, Life in Color. Is this That's the new really David good. Attenborough? Yeah, it was and this is on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, it was. Uh, I watched it on Netflix, and it was. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a sucker for nature documentaries. They're just fun to have in the background or like just to see what an amazing planet we're on. But, and you know, I'm, I'm out here in Palm Springs and, you know, working from home. So it's nice to see what else is happening in the world. Like all the amazing shit that's out there that you never get a chance to see. Life so. in color. It's available. It's available now on Netflix. It's called Life in Color with David Attenborough. Wait, let's see if we can hear a little David Attenborough. Life is color. <laughs> that's what we can see. And that's what the insect sees. In her eyes. Oh, wow, you're right. He, he really does sound. He's starting old. to get the, the, the really old man. The... He sounds like Dumbledore. Harry Potter. <laughs> Come to... <laughs> We shouldn't mock David Attenborough because he's really cool. And I'm being a dude. He's like, you can, you know, it's funny. You can tell he loves life. There's a scene with him sitting on like, he's sitting on this fallen tree and he's got this ladybug on his fingers and he's just observing it as it like maneuvers through his fingers. And it's such a sweet moment. And my cousin and I were like, oh man, it's going to be so sad when he's gone. It's like an end of an era. You know, it's just like, yeah. Someone that's truly excited about life and loves the process of life and understanding it. And he's like one of the few people that we have left that like you can tell genuinely loves being on this planet. So check it out. It's good. Fuck yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Life in Color with David Attenborough. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So by the way, to get into this movie that we just watched, Spiral, so life in color is like this really beautiful, quiet, serene nature documentary. And then spirals. Everybody's shouting at each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, we're going to do something since we now uh, have the power of AI. Ooh. Uh, we can actually watch. Usually I cut to the trailer and Mark never sees the trailer. But now that he's seen the movie, because, you know, Mark doesn't watch trailers. God damn it. He doesn't like them. I so, hate him. But. But now, since Mark has seen the movie, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, it's okay for you to see or hear the trailer now, right? Because you've seen oh, yeah. the film. Yeah, okay. now that I've seen the film, like, so now, trailer away. Because of that, through the power of AI, of our AI bot, um, we're going to listen to the trailer together, Mark, for Saw, as we get into our review of Spiral from the book 
of goddamn Saw. Hello, Detective Banks. Do you know where your officers are? That sounds like David F. Jigsaw? Boy, I thought the Jigsaw Killer was dead. Yeah. Boy, this is a really misleading trailer, I gotta tell. Find him. They're hours, not days. How can I catch this guy? If there's nobody on the bus, I can trust! You can't do this alone. Whoever did this has another motive. Something personal. When was the last time you saw your father? Mm, don't. Oh! Jigsaw copycat. This is gonna go sideways fast. You know what's crazy is that I just watched this and I fully forgot Sam Jackson is in it. <laughs> oh my god! Dude, he's like a pivotal part of the movie. You know what it is? Because he's very not very Sam Jackson in the movie. He could be anywhere. He could be anyone. We're gonna tear this city apart. I'm a little man like a spiral. I'm a little man like a spiral. And I'm gonna name with a spiral. I like how he said one one lyric was, I took a number two with a rifle. Like he was taking a shit holding a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> spiral Hello, is the movie. When was the last time you saw your father? That trailer's awful. <laughs> Spiral is the movie. Spiral from the Book of Saw. And I want to just quickly tell the people at home. I know everybody thinks, hey, this is the ninth Saw movie. Um, and apparently not. Apparently they're, they're st telling people this is a, it's, its own thing. It's a spinoff. We are not the ninth Saw. We are the very first Spiral movie. And I thought they were saying that to kind of deter people from like, oh, because we don't want to reveal that Jigsaw is in the movie. Uh, no, they're not kidding. They just didn't want the crushing disappointment from you as a moviegoer expecting to see Tobin Bell turn up as 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 Jigsaw. Uh, what's the guy's name? John Kramer. Um, is he still alive, by the way? No. Wait, the actor or the character? Yeah, the, the, the actor. Tobin Bell is still alive. Okay. The character Whew. has been dead for many movies. He died in the third movie, I believe. Right? Yeah, I remember he gets killed off. I actually, I think I stopped at the third movie and then I revisited the, I mean, and then I saw the, which one was the one before Spiral? There was kind of like a- Jigsaw. I think you and I watched that one together and I yes. think we both liked it. But yeah, I, so I saw one, two, three, and then Jigsaw. So I've missed all the other ones in between. So the Spirig brothers, who are directors we like a lot, they made Jigsaw. They also made uh, Daybreakers. Um, and what's the other big Spirig? We brother? saw that the time travel movie where he fucks himself. Oh, predestination. So yeah. they're cool directors. We like these guys. <laughs> yeah. um, they made they, the guy fuck himself. They don't fuck around <laughs> un unless they unless the they doing the fucking is Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Um, I love but, that Ethan Hawke agreed to do that movie and he probably read the script and was like, I got to fuck myself? Hmm. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Let's, Let's you, do it. 
Uh, so the Spearig brothers, because they made Jigsaw, they actually got the call first to make this movie. Oh. Lionsgate said they went and they talked to James Wan and Lee Wanell, who both wrote and created Saw. And James Wan directed the first one, but that was it. He kind of like he kind of shot the first movie and then let the franchise take over. And um, it's gone through many different hands. Chief among them, Darren Lynn Bowsman, who made Saw two, three, and four which are considered to be the two and three are considered to be the best of the sequels. Um, and then that guy steps away from the franchise. He got the call to come back and direct spiral Darren Lynn Bowsman because the Spearig brothers did not want to make spiral. They read Gee, the script I and they did not want to make it. <laughs> and it's because it's not a saw movie. <laughs> Mark, what did you think? Nobody of- saw it. Nobody <laughs> saw that shit. Mark, what did you think of Spiral? Oh, we're going to the recommendation. <laughs> would you recommend? No. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of Spiral? Uh, ooh, I really wanted to like it. The opening scene is great. I enjoyed it. That reminded me a lot of the first Saw movie, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and then it just started to degrade and it it felt like someone who knew nothing about police procedure or cops wrote this and they were like you know what i don't even need to do any research into the matter uh so you just now you have like this police precinct which is a collection of corrupt asshole slobs that they all are yelling at each other there's so much shouting in this movie everybody hates each other everybody's there's no there's very few interactions where someone isn't screaming at the other person yeah and but for example these people never wear gloves at crime scenes they don't dust for prints it's it just feels like you can tell that someone knows nothing about police procedure and then there's a scene toward the end where they they get a big box and they're like we got to open it it's like we don't have time, and there and there's someone. Someone's like, we got to call the bomb squad in. We don't know what this is, and and someone just goes to further the scene. They just go, we don't have time, so they just <laughs> open this box. They know nothing about it. They don't know what's in it. It could be an explosive. They just fucking open it. So this movie has a lot of stupid shit in it. Uh, I was very excited to see Sam Jackson because, and I was hoping that they would use him better in the movie, but. He's barely in the movie. And uh, I like Chris Rock. I think he's a good actor. But for some reason in, in this movie, he's just like yelling all the time to a degree where it's just like, hey, I'm going to turn the volume down on this movie. Everyone was very aggro. There weren't any characters that I liked. You know, I thought the uh, the uh, the bad guy it was extremely predictable who he was. Like as soon as he showed up, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's that's that guy. You uh, knew right away it was that guy. Yeah, I knew they I tried thought... to. You know, they tried to push you into thinking that it was Sam Jackson, but yes. it was so forced that you knew that it wasn't him. But I was kind of hoping they were overplaying their hand so much on Sam Jackson that you, the audience member, if you're the least bit savvy, then know he's a red herring. That it would have been even ballsier for them to have thought that far ahead and then be like, "Nah, fuck it, it really is him." Sam I think Jackson that would is the new jigsaw. I think that would have been cool if they did that and kept him on as like you know. So this is how the spiral series progresses. It's it's a Sam Jackson story now. That would have been awesome. Him torturing people. And he could There's... have taken the reins from Tobin Bell. Because you need yeah. that's that's really I I guess like my major problem with this movie 
is is twofold. One, it's a, not a Saw movie, and I and I don't mean that just in quality. I mean that in it's literally not a Saw movie. Like all the things that make the Saw movies fun or interesting, or at least kind of like exciting in a gross way, like all the fun jigsaw traps and clever Rube Goldberg murder yeah. machines. There's like one trap that I would say is semi-memorable. It's the bit with the train and the tongue in the beginning. That's the only good one. All the other ones are so limp and uninspired. They I was look- like, okay, strike out there. The other saw the Saw movies have Jigsaw, who is, of course, like this amazing character, right? Iconic. You've got Tobin Bell playing him, who's got this awesome voice. The problem here is it's like they want they want to have their cake and eat it too, but they don't want to admit what they're doing. Like they want it to be a fake jigsaw. He even has the pig mask on that jigsaw wears in the other movie. And by the way, missed opportunity for them not to call it pig saw, which would have been awesome. <laughs> um, especially with what this movie's themes are, by the way, the fact that this jigsaw copycat killer is strictly targeting dirty cops and leaves dead pigs at the scene. They could have called him pig saw anyway. That's just me <laughs> spitballing. Um, but the thing is, is that you need an actor to hit that Tobin Bell like notch of quality to be like, all right, I've got this really compelling actor who's going to be playing the bad guy, who's the puppet master of all these things. Sam Jackson is an actor of that caliber, if not more. So I could totally see him leading a franchise like that and taking the reins over and became, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be the new Jigsaw. How awesome would that I'm going to be the new Jigsaw, motherfucker? How awesome would that have been? Oh my God. Yeah, that'd be great. Plus but they didn't do that. Because there are only two actors in this movie, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. You know how I know that? Because when they're on screen, you can tell what acting is because they're acting. The other people in this movie are like non-actors. I'm talking about the fucking police chief, all the dirty cops. They're all awful. They look like really bad caricatures of bad cops, like the untucked shirt, sweaty, fat guy, you know? Yes, yes. And oh, the other thing is they they leave a dead, smelly rat in the office, right? Like that thing would smell awful. Not only would it smell awful, but God, it spreads disease. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's the most fucked up. I mean, the police are fucked up as it is, but these are like, they're they're too fucked up to this degree where it's just like pretty much everyone at this precinct is corrupt. (laughs) You know, it's like every single person is a total cunt. They're like, there's no one really likable in this movie. Uh, Another thing that I know, did you know, what did you think about all the, the backstories. There's so many unnecessary backstories, especially with Chris Rock. out. Yeah. There are like, he gets like, well, it's kind of funny. Cause if, if anything, that's what kind of reminded me of the saw movies, because towards the end, they started to squeeze in more and more implausible backstory to try to get jigsaw into the movies, like via flashbacks and shit. So I was like in its own way, as sloppy storytelling as it is, that at least feels like a saw movie. Um, but it, it, it just, it kept coming up short. It was like, the traps are bad. The new jigsaw, Pigsaw is not good. I don't even know what this new guy's name is. He has no name, really. Um, <laughs> all the traps are uninspired. Like, the other thing is, too, I think about how iconic the jigsaw voice is, right? Wait, I think our AI has a bit, has a bit right? This is the original Billy the Puppet voice. I want to play a game. 
Sounds awesome. Yeah, right? it's creepy. But in this movie, as you it's heard boring. in the trailer, it's like huh? it's like a speaking spell. Hi, I, how's it going? At first, I thought, did you think going? it was going to be revealed that it was a woman? Yeah, it I sound actually, vaguely I feminine. It would be, yeah. And I was like, that's a thing that Samuel L. Jackson would have done to throw motherfuckers off. But they didn't do that. They went with the lamest person possible. And the only other thing I want to say, too, really quick is I like Chris Rock and I like horror movies. But even if you like two things, like if you like pizza and you like sushi, it doesn't mean that those two things can go together at the same time. Right. Separately on their own, they are good combined. Gross. Okay, that's the way I feel here. It's like I felt like the bits with Chris Rock felt like a Chris Rock stand up special. Like it felt like my fake Saw movie kept getting interrupted by a Chris Rock stand up special where it would be like you could blatantly tell he doctored the dialogue for his character to tailor it to himself, which is fine. But it totally took me out of the movie every time it's not like when he was in um remember when he was in lethal weapon four like that movie the tone of that movie with the action the, the blend of action and comedy he fits right in because like joe pesci's riffing yeah and you get it okay so when chris rock riffs and does his chris rock thing it feels organic and it doesn't take you out of the movie here it's like you're watching this grainy saw movie we're spinning around the person they ripped their fingers off and then you get Chris <laughs> Rock being like, and you're like, good God, man. Is this a Chris <laughs> Rock special? Didn't you feel that way? I was like, it kept it kind of felt like he was like practicing for his his next stand up routine. Yeah, it's like, here's a series of jokes that I have. And then this will be my special. I'm going to test it out on this crappy movie while he's slumming it. But you know what's funny about that is this is his idea. This is his passion project. He went to Lionsgate. Oh, really? And, well, he went to a he was at a wedding in Brazil. This is the story, according to Wikipedia, is that he was at a wedding in Brazil where the head of Lionsgate or whatever was there. And Chris Rock is also just like a horror movie fan. He likes the Saw movies. So he goes up to the Lionsgate guy at the wedding and he says, hey, I want to pitch you an idea I have for a Saw movie. So this guy, it's like a passion project for him. Like he cares about it. He wants to get into horror. This is his fucking idea. He has Lionsgate sets it up with him right then and there. He gets writers to, to you know, develop and, and pad out his vision. And he goes in and puts his own voice on it. What you're seeing here is the Chris Rock saw. And I don't like it. <laughs> I think it was bad because I came off seeing like, I did this and I know I shouldn't have done it. I decided to watch the original Saw. I want to play a game. And I was like, fuck, this is good. Well, you see, the original Saw plays out more like a horror film. This plays more like a police procedure film. Because yes. when you get to the actual, sometimes like they spend so little time with the traps, you know, it's, just, it, it's, it, it's almost like it's an afterthought. And to me, most of the traps felt like they were really easy to escape. Yes. Right? There and was one, the though, where I was like, like how oh. would the woman, <laughs> there's one, let's, I mean, we could spoil shit, because who, who really yeah, gives, a, gives shit? a shit? There's a trap where that is in the, like, the basement of the precinct to get the, to get the, the, the captain, right? The, like, tough Bronx lady who's the captain, Garza. 
And I didn't understand how this trap worked. By this point, I had kind of given <laughs> up under trying to understand the traps. Because <laughs> it's like, the traps are usually very clear. It's like, here's this disgusting thing. You have to make this decision to do irreparable maiming damage to yourself in order to keep your life. Or you cannot do those things and die. But, but at the same time, you die either you way. You will pretty much die, yeah. yeah. So why not just <laughs> die? There was a one really lazy one, the guy with the fingers, where it was like, you're in a bathtub that's going to touch the copper wire. Yeah, but it's so overly you. elaborate, too. It's like they cut to the, like, I think the way they explain how the trap works is they just cut to extreme close-ups of gears and chains, you know? <laughs> yes. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it works. You know, no, exactly. These look like they actually like the, even the tongue one. It looks like he could just go like bloop, pull and rip his like own tongue, tongue out. His tongue is like like kind of like swollen, right? Yeah. I mean, your tongue flattens out, and you can like you his know. His tongue was really long too. Yeah. He had, like they didn't like do anything cool, tongue. like put like nails through the tongue or anything to make it yes. like visceral and gross and workable like for the fingers if they had like bolts going through the fingers you know but it's like this weird mesh that just goes over the finger you know yeah i didn't Maybe understand it's like kind of like a, a chinese finger trap style thing but it just didn't look like it would work and it looked like if you exerted enough force for any of these traps you can get out also that guy got killed by glass like glass in his back and Dude, he fucking wait, died. That part was awesome. You think though. that was fucking stupid? The, the one trap. That trap made me laugh out loud. There's a part where I don't even know what that <laughs> is, but it's like it's at like a bottle recycling plant, and you know Chris Rock has to go and and free this guy who's chained up, and he's like, "Get me down, Chris Rock, help me!" And he's in front of this bottle recycling plant inside and all of a sudden the, the conveyor belt starts moving and you see the glass bottles falling inside the machine breaking and i was like what would that machine even exist in real life because on the front of the device are just two holes that blast air <laughs> shoot glass shooting out shards of broken glass but at this guy it's like it's to a degree where it can penetrate and go through skin <laughs> that's like a lot of and it was funny because chris rock would try to help a little bit and then he would like run off and hide so the guy kept getting cut like for four minutes at a time the guy's like and it would ah, do God. like the and it would do like the 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 saw traditional like skinny <laughs> camera with this guy just going and like shaking around while this stuff like gets shot into his back. It took, and then he starts bleeding out of his mouth. It, none of it makes sense. So they're just, are they saying that the, the force of this, this it's a recycling machine. I was like, did he, but who did the he fuck swallow made? some of this? Why is his mouth bleeding now? Yeah, it's, it's weird. And he dies from it. He di he dies very quickly. There's like well, maybe like three, there's See, like that, three times that would be a much more interesting him. movie because so just like the saw movies right you have to suspend disbelief you know because you're like look there's no fucking way that these traps it would take forever to set up these goddamn traps somebody would have to be working every day for like six months and like the the you amount, need a lot of fucking money this not guy only has money but no time money. and that like no Effort. other person would have seen them like you have to suspend disbelief. So I can respect that, but I can only suspend disbelief so long. Like I think a more interesting, you know what a good new fresh take on the saw series would be. Let's follow a guy who has to put the trap together. 
like for real like he's got six months to put the trap together he's got to like lay low invest all this money he's got to sell his house to make the trap like he goes to the bank to get a loan <laughs> yeah, yeah like a small business loan <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly just to set up one single trap and it might not even be that good and the person might survive but and he needs the locations too it would be so much more interesting to be like, we're going to really take a docu-style approach of a, of a minion or an apprentice of Jigsaw or Pigsaw setting <laughs> up one of these traps. Like, this guy quit his job just to do this. This is you know his be job. funny? If his thing was like he invested in Bitcoin and that and like early on and that gave him enough money so he can like get these like he's he's in fucking warehouses and shit and he's got like these like he's got the the puppet rig for Sam Jackson he's got like you know the that bathtub one he's got like the the uh, that oven that ha- or the the boiler that has the wax in it you know yeah, and he built the- he built this shit in the police precinct in that fucking evidence room right because they have how to open- did the wax like, how did trap he move work? all the shit in how did it work because I don't understand it was also I like- didn't under- you know what I didn't understand too it's like you you can't to make it stop you have to sever your spine yeah I was like, like how nothing made no sense also. How is she going to do that? That means she could lift her head with enough force. So couldn't she just lift her head away from the wax machine? Yeah, I know. The I thing is understand. like hot. I, yeah, none, none of actually, to be honest, now that I think about it, none of the traps made sense. They weren't they weren't unique. They weren't cool at all. The first one was great because, you know, the suspense was there. Yeah. And you, and you didn't know it, the, the movie could have been awesome at that point. You didn't know. And I had high hopes that opening for the movie. scene is good. Yeah, that's why I said I had really high hopes for the movie and the sound design with like in with my sound system, with the, the fireworks going off and how he lures the the police detective into the tunnel was really cool. And like having that mannequin on the seat, great setups. And then the rest of the movie is just a huge disappointment because none of none of the stuff's believable. You know, they're just writing in twists just to have a twist like oh, they yeah. just really want to surprise you as an audience member. But it's. The, the way they get to these these twists is everything is not believable. Like, how is he trapping? He's he, the guy is not he doesn't look like a really strong dude that can, you know, lift this heavy. No, all this stuff fact, is built all the for like a group of struggling to make. They picked all the weakest people to do the fighting. Like, we should just reveal the fake jigsaw or pig saw as I'm calling him. And if somebody else takes that name, you fucking heard it here first. <laughs> if pigs pig saw is revealed to be Chris rocks, new partner. That's right. The guy, the rookie who's got the baby at home. That was all a setup. Oh my he, God. That, what did you think about that scene when they explain everything, how cheesy it was and it cuts to him like the reverse shot and he's playing a sound file on the laptop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby's awake now. <laughs> It was so stupid. It was like, oh, he's got a soundboard, too. He's got a soundboard, too. That's right. Except his soundboard doesn't do this. Uh-huh. Get out of here. Go on. I don't believe it. You don't say. That's what happens. <laughs> You'd be like watching a Saw movie, and you're like, wow, this is pretty good horror. I'm very afraid. Oh, a five, good oh that's not in Saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this um, movie was like kind of laborious after that that after that first act and just 
And uh, the other thing about Chris Rock character and many of these other characters is it's all, all those cop stereotypes, like, you know, the wife left him. Yeah. He doesn't get to see his kid. He's so involved with the cases. The His other team members see him as a rat. So you got like the whole Serpico thing. Go. It's It basically takes all these procedural cop movies and tries to like combine them into one crappy movie. So I also thought the, the the thing that the Saw movies also pride themselves on is having like that big wow factor ending like, oh, they fucking gotcha. You didn't even yeah. see it. The guy was it's dead like the, the whole time and there piece. he is. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a game over. Right. And he shuts the thing. Yeah, I was there was. Expecting, yeah. I was fully expecting. And I thought this movie has not been good. But if they do in this final scene what I think they're going to do, I will give it a pass because then I then they will have truly gotten me. Where just kind of similar, you know, the guy reveals himself. Oh, it was me, your partner. I'm not dead. I'm actually the killer. Oh, let's walk into this room. And Sam Jackson's being slowly bled out, hanging up like a puppet in this elaborate IV setup that he's in, right? How awesome. I thought this is where they were headed that the whole time they were playing so hard that it was Samuel Jackson. And then you realize, Oh no, it was this other guy that in a true jigsaw fashion that Chris rock had been in on it from the beginning to get back at all the cops. And this guy just played into his basically 15 year long game. Like from the time that that dude was a kid saw his, saw a dirty cop shoot his dad. Cause there's a moment. And this is why I thought they were going to go there. In the flashback, it cuts to Chris Rock, and he goes, shh. And I was like, oh, oh, you do yeah. only do a shh if you're, like, about to do some conspiratorial-like shit. And I thought he was going to be, oh, right there. He had started to mentor this kid because he knows all about the jigsaw killer. And he was going to bring him up. And it was all part of the plan so that they could target all the shitty cops that made their lives hell, that you know, had lied and gotten Chris Rock shot that they, that at the end he was going to be the one that was like game over. It was me the whole time. And if as ridiculous as that is, if that would have happened, I think I would have given this movie a pass, but that is not. I think I, yeah. That's the thing is like the, uh, most of the surprises that you see in this movie where you kind of just like, okay, (laughs) like there's, there's no real moment where you're like, Oh shit. And like I like we were saying before, there's no there's no real horror a- aside from the first scene. There's really nothing like suspenseful or scary about the remaining scenes. No, it's all very by the numbers. Like it feels like an episode of CSI. Like it really feels like CSI saw. Like yeah, or there's bo- even a moment. Bones. Remember fucking David Caruso on CSI? Like he would wear his stupid fucking sunglasses, <laughs> and then like before he said something really dramatic, he would take them off. And then say the line, he'd be like, this hooker got shanked. That's not that <laughs> clever, but <laughs> that's, that's what I think. Well, that, that was a like good a example hook, for the spiral movie. Like a hook, line, and sinker thing. Uh, this hooker got line and sinker. <laughs> <laughs> right? And he would take his sunglasses off. So there's a moment, and it happened. And then they played, um, like, the Who song. <laughs> it happened when they... We're, go- we're going to find the guy in the bathtub trap, I believe, where they walk in and Chris Rock is wearing his sunglasses the whole time until <laughs> he gets inside and then he removed them. And I was like, that's a David Caruso move. 
I yeah, I'm telling you, they're just like theories. ripping off different like police procedurals and trying to make it like part of their own universe, but it just doesn't work. Oh, and this movie fails, man. It tries to have like a creepy puppet. It tries to have this little marionette that's like a pig. Made no sense. I get it because of the pigs. Um, we should also talk about that too. This movie, and, and I'll give it points for this because you could get very preachy. Um, it has like a surprisingly like, I guess what you would call a quote woke message like it's about punishing bad police officers it's like it's really a police reform movie kind of disguised as a saw movie um but i kind of like that it wasn't like all those sort of wokey entertainments that really beat you over the head with it and sap everything out just to keep being like this is the message man this is the message are we saying the right thing we want to make sure twitter enjoys the message we're gonna get the message out um like that it didn't do it didn't fall into any of those traps it just happened to be about dirty cops um, and for, so I will give it some points for that. Uh, what did you think about that, Mark? I did. I thought that it wasn't as preachy as I, I thought it would be, which is good. It was just, it just, ha- it's just like, that just happens to be the character and what he's doing. So it was, it was like, it's organic to the movie. It's just that the way the, that the bad guy goes about doing things is just extremely generic and and pretty much it's pretty boring uh usually i'll watch these movies twice before the show like i'll watch it on the weekend and then Mm -hmm. before we start recording i'll try to watch it again just so in case i miss anything this movie i didn't want to do it because i felt like i would be wasting like another two hours of my life wow it was it was not good it doesn't take any of the good aspects of the saw franchise and it's i think it tries to be its own thing to its detriment because it's like we want to be so different to this degree where all the stuff that was successful in the previous movies we're just not going to do that like who to be honest do you really care about like spending time in the police there's a lot of time spent in the police precinct with just like too much you know like interdepartmental politics and well that's what's funny it's like to your point they got all the procedural stuff wrong but they got all the mundane office protocol workflow right like (laughs) nope just so you know it's this guy's computer and you got to check this camera to do this thing i'm like wow i'm really glad we're learning about how you filed your paperwork <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's almost like that joke at the end of Hot Fuzz where they're like, after they've blown up everything, the guys are all sitting around the table shaking their hands because they're like, this is a lot of fucking paperwork. Yeah. But, you know, oh, by the way, here's a good example, I guess. Like, you know how Seven has this nice balance of like the police procedure, the, uh, you know, the, the precinct scenes, and then also you have like, you know, those horrific post torture scenes right so this movie could have done that in the smart way like that where it just balances it really well and then when you get to those scenes like if they just want to show the aftermath you know they can they could have done it in that way to make the whole procedure of investigating it more interesting but they they try they just don't want to do anything i don't know they just didn't it felt like they just wanted to be as as boring as possible yeah, like, all let's the take the worst are... parts of police procedure films and we'll use those instead. All the ch- creative choices are very uninspired, especially like if you this movie was sold on the fact that Chris Rock had some bold new direction. That's what was all these stories came out in the press like the bold new direction for the Saw franchise it will reinvigorate 
the Saw franchise. Chris Rock had a chance meeting with the chairman of Lionsgate at a friend's wedding in Brazil. Like, okay, where was all that? Where was all that setup? All that, you know, all that hype. It all just feels like a bunch of bluster. You know, you have this bold, what's your bold new direction? You want it to to turn it into NCIS? You want it to make it the (laughs) CBS version of this? Did you hear, did you read that where it said that uh, they tried, they wanted to uh, have Chris Rock's character related to Danny Glover's character? That would have been awesome. Any kind of um, connection. Yeah, exactly. That, I think that's what it needed. It needed something other than the fact that it was, you know, it's a a copycat killer, right? An early iteration of the script had Chris Rock's character related to Danny Glover's David Tapp. Boy, and let me tell you, and you know I love me some Danny Glover. I love this guy killed oh, yes. Danny, and he's going to fall. <laughs> you know I love me. That's not the AI, ladies and gentlemen. That was me. <laughs> just that good, and I love Danny Glover. Danny, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, I love Danny Glover, but you know what's funny? And I love Danny, and he has not given a bad performance in his career. But you watch him in the Saw movie, and boy, does he look bored. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you watched that first saw in a while yeah I, I remember it looked like he was just dragging ass dude he was on michael kane <laughs> jaws paycheck like did not care he was coasting uh danny looked really bored even when he died, <laughs> he, he doesn't even give it danny glover dies really well on film he didn't even give it he was like <laughs> and he just kind of <laughs> petered <back. laughs> Uh, it was really upsetting, but I thought, oh, that'll be great. And not just because, oh, he's black. So of course he's going to be related to one black character, but just to give it some kind of cool continuity to the series, like, oh shit. No, that's, I'm telling you, that's lover's son. As far as world, as far as world building is concerned, it's good to have stuff like that. I agree. And if you, if, if Chris Rock is interested and you have him as the lead, it's, it's actually the perfect way to tie all those films together, you know, but this one is just. It's like in its it's almost in its own universe, but I guess that's why it's called the Book of Saw, because it's kind of like, I guess it's its own thing. But at the same time, if it is the first in that, you I think it it makes sense to try to connect it more, more so with one of the characters in the first film, rather than it just being like Jigsaw was this guy that, you know, he's dead. And now it's like we got the copycat killers and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I think it's like. Uh, it's not maybe it's more it sounds like fan service, but I just think it makes the universe more believable as you watch all these movies together. Yeah, give us a reason to care. I think that automatically makes you like the Chris Rock character a little more if you like, oh shit, it's Danny Glover's son. Yeah. And you probably would want him to survive more too, because you're like, okay, he got killed off in that movie. So it's like you would want his son to actually survive this one. Yeah, they and were also not they interested in fan service. I don't think they should have killed off Sam Jackson. I think that was like what a waste. Dude, because I actually liked his character. I I like Sam Jackson, even though I did fully forget he was in the movie after seeing it because he has such a nothing part. Again, (laughs) it would have blown me away it to be like, holy shit. Did you realize that spiral at the end? Sam Jackson turns out to be the new. So not only Sam Jackson in Star Wars and he's, you know, jewels from Pulp Fiction and he's, you know, um, all, you know, uh, Quentin Tarantino's go to guy. Not only is he all these amazing things that he's been in Jurassic Park, every big movie you can think of, this motherfucker is also now the new Jigsaw. How cool would that be? Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. That, would get, that gets me excited. Plus, it would bring people in for the next one. You know, he's a and big you're right, box you kill office him with draw. such a nothing. They only give him like two or three scenes. They, they do him like 
really dirty. Like he doesn't have any good scenes. There's no scene where you're like, man, I'm glad they got Samuel Jackson to do this movie. Huh? Like, why did he do it just for a paycheck as a favor? Here's the other stupid thing. Like these cops know that he used to, he's, he's an ex police chief. They know he was the chief of police. They have flashlights on him and he, and he's clearly tied up to wires, but they fucking shoot him. Yes. Like oh, every single stupid. cop empties their, they don't yes, just shoot he, him um, once. They shoot him 50,000 times. A gun drops down. <laughs> I think this was supposed to be the message part of the movie. Where it's they just were a like, barrel that it's like a barrel that comes down and then his hand raises. Yes. To be like, uh, uh, and the cops are like, I see an armed man, even though he's clearly in like a disgusting trap tied up from the ceiling. They think he's like a threat. But I, again, that gets to the messagey part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the other thing, too, is that it doesn't make sense because Chris Rock goes after the bad guy. I keep forgetting his stupid name because who gives a he shit? didn't have a name. Oh, well, the character had a name, but I forgot it. But yeah, he didn't have like a jigsaw name again. Yeah. So, so basically jigsaw. <laughs> so basically they're fighting in this elevator and he just leaves his father to bleed out. Here's the thing is like if you were you'd probably attend to your father first because you know this fucking guy, you can get him later, right? And what is he going to do anyway? He's just going to kill another corrupt cop. Look after your father and make sure he's okay. He runs into this elevator, gets into this fight, doesn't pay attention, doesn't listen to his father screaming for like help. And then his father gets murdered by the police. Not only that, they say the bad guy says your dad only has four minutes. You know, the human body only has so many gallons of blood and your father's been bleeding out a long time because all the jars around him are like filling up. And he's like, you've got four minutes until he bleeds out completely. So then you're right. He chases the bad guy and fights him. But I was like, what if Sam Jackson's like, oh, shit, I've only got 30 seconds left. Let me impart some final words to my son. Let me say something nice to him. You know, I could be like something nice, something (laughs) funny to make him smile. And Chris Rock just runs away to punch that guy. And oh, here's another thing that I thought was stupid. So remember when the police chief gets kidnapped? He just keeps calling her phone. Meanwhile, there's like 500 people in the police precinct and he doesn't contact any of them. Yeah, that was stupid. So he he waits to drive all the way back to the police precinct before he lets everyone else know that the chief is in the basement with the killer. It's so fucking stupid. There's so many deaths that it could have been prevented, but it's just because the characters are written so poorly that they don't do anything intelligent. Mark, would you recommend Spiral from the Book of Saw? No, I don't think so. This was a movie that it's definitely a hard pass for me. I think you can I would just go back revisit the previous Saw movies. There's there's a reason why those are good. <laughs> you I can think watch if those. you have um I think if you especially if you like just watch rewatch like the first Saw or like the first couple Saws, you are going to be disappointed. You are definitely going to be disappointed. Let me go ahead and recommend you don't do that because it will add to your disappointment when you watch the movie. (laughs) I thought it was pretty bad. I like, you know how we we love to talk about that's maybe that's the tech thing. Instead of building this goddamn AI soundboard, (laughs) I should have been working on our interactive ranking tiered list. I think if in, in the imaginary world where that exists, I think this would be like in the bottom three spot. Oh yeah. I think it's, it's definitely down there. This is not the worst movie we've watched for this podcast, but it's, it's, it's down there for sure. I did. The thing is like, I, 
I st- I didn't I don't usually do this. I was very tempted to look at my phone through this movie. Wow. But if but I know because whenever we watch even and if you're really good at that. You're like yeah. I think because uh, I know I'm very good at that, and you're like the one friend that I have that is like religiously like don't look at your fucking phone during the movie. You're like amazing at that. So for you to admit that means that this movie was a stinker. Yeah. Because Mark it's... will fucking Mark will put your hands in a finger trap if you try <laughs> to look at your phone during the movie because he's not trying to look at phones during the movie. <laughs> the, the the sad part about this movie is you could tell that it had the potential to be great from that opening scene. It, the opening scene is epic. The cinematography It's almost is like awesome. that opening scene was left it's... over from kind of like what they did with Jurassic Park 3. They used all these leftover set pieces from the first Jurassic Park and they were like, "Oh, that's why those set pieces feel so good in that in that third movie." I wonder if that first trap with the tongue and the train um wasn't like left over from a previous saw movie they were like oh we got a bunch of saw ideas in a word doc if you guys we got wanna... all these saw deaths yeah if you don't got... want to think about uh you know uh, traps for the movie you guys could just look at this document and they like pick the first one because it almost <laughs> feels like that's a real saw movie right there um and the fact that they led with it was just such a letdown because it only i would say easily the best trap in the movie let's rate the traps mark Best first trap one, in the movie. First one's the best. I, would um, I actually, in I, to me, in order of appearance, they they get progressively worse. So the first one's awesome. Second one's not bad, which is the finger one, right? The thing, yes, it is where the guy. I'm going to read just so we can rate the traps here. The, he is abducted and placed in a trap where he must rip his fingers off to avoid electrocution in a filling water basin, um, and. Either he does that or the water fills up and touches some copper wiring and electrocutes him, which was okay. Okay, maybe I'll say that the to me, the glass trap is the second best one, just because that one was fun. That one was the first, the first one is the best serious one, right? Yeah, the second best one is the goofiest one, which for me is the glass trap. And I also, uh, the other thing that I thought was cool is they did the uh. They did have a throwback to the first saw where he's uh, he has the uh, the hacksaw and he's about he oh, I did, yes. about to cut his hand off and then he finds the bobby pin there. So I actually I I I liked that. I thought that was pretty intelligent that was a and good that, that it gave me a little laugh. But the let's see what do we so what else do in we have? In front of him is a a large glass crushing machine which has been modified <laughs> to hurl shrapnel at him at high speeds. That was definitely my second. I think I'm right toe for toe toe to toe man i'm right there with you that was my other favorite and then there's what i think is the worst one that makes no sense at all is the wax one um, that one was stupid it made no goddamn sense. i think that the, the wax one was the worst one next to i think it's a tie between the sam jackson one and the wax one by the way did you also find that the exposition was really annoying where it's like I, I took the other guy and then I tattooed the name Charlie on his arm. It's like, oh, <laughs> God, fuck, do we, is the audience that stupid that you have to explain that to people? At first I thought, <sighs> I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't that his baby's name? Didn't he say Charlie? And I was like, are we supposed to remember that the baby's name was Charlie and we're supposed to f- think that he tattooed this baby and ripped the baby's tattooed arm off to put on this guy. And then I was like, that's too much. And and thank God that's not what happened. That's not at all what happened. And yeah, finally the, the wax, I I'm going to try and explain this one. She's 
tied up underneath a faucet that drips boiling hot wax on her. Yeah, face. there's like a, and the thing is that boiler is large. It's yes. like a big boiler. <laughs> and behind her on the table is like, I guess just this like wedged. It almost looks like a paper shredder knife, like yeah. where you like, shh, you know, bring that big thing <laughs> down to cut the paper. And it's like sever your spinal cord on this with the force of your head or be burned alive by hot melting wax. It's like the two options are both like kind of <laughs> like <I> why? <laughs> what? <laughs> they, that's what it, you know what it totally is. I just cracked the code. I just cracked the goddamn Da Vinci code. The first trap is clearly something they took from the word doc of leftover saw movie traps that was not used. <laughs> And then the writers kind of got confident by the end. And they were like, let's come up with our own trap, man. Come on, we can do it. And one guy was like, dude, I just watched House of Wax. What if <laughs> something with some hot wax? And it was two dummies trying to figure out how to create their own saw trap with hot wax. And what's in the office? They're looking around, point a paper shredder right there. <laughs> you have to sever your spinal fluid. Oh, write it down. <laughs> That's totally what happened. Actually, well, see, the thing is, like, these were the, the, a lot of the traps are all supposed to be based on, like, you know, the things like the police brutality that these cops committed on other people. So they should have done something like that, you know? Yes. Where it was like, okay, this is like, now you're going to experience what you did to other people. But it was just like, then it just became random stuff. It's like, you're going to get electrocuted and your hands, your fingers get ripped or your fingers get ripped off. But at the same time, but even though, you know, it's funny, even though every single character did the thing that was supposed to save them, it didn't save them. <laughs> and the, another thing I would have loved to see, too, is like, I'd like to see, because he's acting on his own, it would have been cool and a nice little, like, surprise if one of the traps just malfunctioned and didn't work, you know? That would have been awesome. But the thing is, they they just... I don't know. It's sort of like the trap worked no matter what happened. So it was just, and it just became, it became habitual. So you just expected that to happen. You knew it's like, okay, this guy's going to die, even though he's trying to escape. So it was just, you were basically watching the same scene over and over again. There was nothing different about any of these scenes. Right? Yeah, it was, it was same scene, same scene. Then it was like, uh-huh. Get out of here. Go. Okay, Chris Rock does thing. <laughs> uh-huh, funny. There's a torture machine. Here's some plot. Here's some background on this guy. Here comes Chris again. 75 cent. Good luck. That's what. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to go to another murder scene. And. That should be the choice. It should be like this. I want to play a game. And it should be like, you are sitting on. <laughs> He's like, you are chained up underneath this hole and you must um, bite your own hands off uh, and gnaw your way through your own flesh or or get because above <laughs> someone is going to be. <laughs> don't know who it is, but we promise you it'll be someone embarrassing. <laughs> like your dad or something <laughs> it's like his mom's watching and he has to like scrape through like a septic tank to find a key by the way did you notice that like you know the the first three saw movies when you see those traps they're very visceral it's like you have to 
you know, they're, they're, they're like, it's a whole shit ton of like syringes that they have to dig through. You know, there was no scene where I was just like squeamish or like cringing. Right. And that's what I was kind of expecting to happen. It has never gotten more fucked up than that original saw trap where Shawnee Smith has that device on her face. And it's like, this device is going to rip your jaw open unless you remove the contraption and the key is in this guy's body. You got to dig it out. Like it never got better than that. And we never got to see that trap go off because she survives. But that to me was like the most brutal. Saw oh, trap. Yeah. But it, I agree with you. The syringes, there was another one in the first movie where a guy had to crawl through razor wire. Yes. And that made me cringe a little bit. Um, not. I'll tell you what didn't make me cringe was when Carrie Elway had to saw through his own foot. I, I kind of was like a Times Square audience and I laughed a little bit. Is that bad? <laughs> uh, it's, it wasn't, it's definitely not like a, a, a visceral scene like Audition where she saws his foot off. I want to see, you know what that, that's a wasted opportunity. They should have had Takashi Miike direct this one. Here we go. No! Oh my God! This is the scene from the original Saw. Mark and I are watching. Carrie Elway is on the floor with a hacksaw. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> See, that this makes. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Best part. <laughs> it's when Carrie oh, I Elway, can't dig it. Carrie Elway goes white as a sheet, and he's like, "I've got to, I've got to." He actually sounds like David Attenborough. He's like, "I, I have to leave." Lawrence, go. Oh, wait, well, yeah, he's like, oh, Lawrence, please. <laughs> I'm begging you." <laughs> look at, him, look at, him. and like Whoa. he's like, "Why is he in? He looks like powder." He turned into a ghost. <laughs> I'm sorry. My family. <laughs> Wait, is that his actual voice? Yeah, that's his. I just sawed my own foot off voice. Holy shit. Saw was 2004? 2004, my friend. Damn. Get ready to feel old. We were in school. The Saw movie came out. Didn't we see the first Saw together? I believe so. Yeah, I remember. That was like... I remember it was it was such a huge thing. So I was kind of hoping that Spiral would be that because the I'll tell you, the branding for Spiral is pretty dope. That poster with Chris Rock and that like red lighting looks awesome. I Yeah, I agree. I like the Spiral, too. But it was so dumb because like the Spiral, correct me if I'm wrong, is the thing on Billy the Puppet's cheeks. So how can you have the Spiral and not I'm, I'm saying in 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 for us as the audience to give the people what they want. If you if your movie's called Spiral and your spiral is the red spiral from the puppet's cheek, why wouldn't you have that puppet? Or why wouldn't the stupid new puppet have the spirals on his cheeks? Made no sense. Give the people yeah. what they want, man. They want the puppet <laughs> with the spirals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh I think we're ready to move on. <laughs> I think oh, we've exhausted uh, all of our spiral <laughs> all of our spirally chats. All right, Mark, are you ready to do some? Um, are you ready to do some? We have some Instagrams, some questions. Do you want to do those? 
Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's see what we get. This uh our transitional music right now. <laughs> to get to the Instagram section where you, the people at home, have written to us to ask us questions. You know that sounds like two robots fucking each other. Mark, don't talk about that because you know <laughs> the, a- the AI has got he'll teach him bad stuff, Mark. He's learning now, Mark. See what he did? <laughs> God damn it, Mark. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's bored with his own show. He's going on his phone. No, I have to go to Instagram to get the questions. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> so uh, I want to just say, clearly people are... Um, okay, now I'm going to stop this whole music. Um. People are very into the Saw movies, people that listen to us. And so, we, as you know, when we record on days we record on our Instagram at the Matt and Mark movie show, we often put out uh, an ask on our stories. Hey, do you have anything you want to ask us? Any requests or recommendations, anything like that for on air? we got a couple things, but I did just want to point out all this week I've been doing some Saw related quizzes. Uh, I did a saw quiz about what Billy the Puppet's real name is. Surprisingly, people think Billy the Puppet's name is Jigsaw, but it's his name is Billy. So I, I didn't knew. even know that until I saw that little quiz that you did. Yes, I think I knew I, that would I fuck the wrong one. <laughs> I think I picked like Spizu or some weird joke one. I was like, oh, hey, that sounds hilarious. Yeah, Spoopy. Spoopy? I was like, yes. oh, man, it's not Spoopy? God damn it's it. It's not Spoopy. It's Billy. And a lot of people chose Jigsaw. Um, Mark trolled the Instagram as he always does. He said his favorite Saw movie was This Old Home with Bob Vila. <laughs> All right, here's our here's our questions and Rex. We got one recommendation for Cruella. Funny enough, so oh. it's making the rounds. I'm telling you, it's job well done, Matt. Job it's well done. Better than you think it is. People are you giving that? the movie a shot. Um, <laughs> another podcast, Genre Geeks asked us uh, a battle royale of serial mascots who would win Ooh, a battle royale of, of serial mascots well i gotta tell you right now my money i could tell you straight up I, and it's kind of a cheat but my money is on captain crunch who's that captain crunch with the crunch berries you've seen captain oh crunch. <laughs> who's captain up for like for horror films <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't remember Captain fucking Crunch Captain Crunch own, killing people. He got his own horror franchise. Dude, you ever have the Captain Crunch that's just like, it's like, oops, all crunch berries, and it turns your shit to like this weird, bloody, <laughs> reddish and blue, and it kind of makes you think you have colon cancer <laughs> after you eat it, but it's delicious. <laughs> all the crunch berries are amazing. The reason I say Captain Crunch would win is because. Think about it. He's he's not. There's no navy in the cartoon world. That fucker is a pirate. Okay, he's a short, stout little piratey man who's given himself a rank of captain. And I think the crunch is from the crunching of bones, Mark. <laughs> I think he eats people, and the little crunch berries in his world. And he's like, "Whoops, all crunch berries." <laughs> is when he rips a person apart and their blood molecules fly everywhere. Because that's what he's used to seeing, Mark. 
He's Captain Crunch. Toucan Sam can't do shit. The Rice Krispie. What about Tony the Tiger shit? and Sugar Bear? Those motherfuckers kill. Tony the Tiger strikes me as a pacifist. Doesn't he? You know, he's like always cheering. He's people very up. positive. They're yeah, great. He's a positive. Yeah, he's like a he's like the PE teacher. He wants you to do a good job. Not in a perverted way. Like he's there to help you. <laughs> you <laughs> know, to help I you think, do a push I think, up. I think maybe the, the for me, the tricks rabbit would be the one that that if you think about it, like the every single ad was like tricks are for kids and he never gets any. So I think he becomes a child killer. So he's probably like the, the most he's vicious. Pretty, I would give you that. He seems like a wily planner, like the yeah. jigsaw of the serial universe. Exactly. He fucks with people. He These Machiavellian like, uh, you know, machines and, and traps he comes up with. You or know, the Cocoa Puffs thing, because that no, thing's that a guy. fucking whack oh, well, he, job. He drives people crazy, too. He's like Charles Manson. He gets in your head and he drives you cuckoo. He gets other people to kill That's for That's right. Him. He has a family. He has a Cocoa He has family. a family. That's right. And he sit <laughs> He's around. He's like, a, what was his name? John Wayne Gacy, where he was like hiding bodies under his floorboards, but still had a family upstairs or he something. What? He had a family? John Wayne yeah, Gacy fuck had all these here. The, the BTK killer had a family. The Green River is it the same thing? The Green River guy had, had like a family and a daughter, and the daughter turned out to be normal. Wait, let's oh, see. you guys, do you remember the 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 sugar smacks frog? The frog, he's probably like you know on crack and he just is killing people so he can support his drug habit. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. He's not hard to take on. <laughs> Oh, so he's already crazy. He's like the Joker of cereal mascots. Oh, his name is Sonny. He's like he's like a son of Sam. That's right, Sonny of Sam. He hides in your mailbox. He like, mails himself to you and then jumps out when he's inside your house and fucking kills you. Wait, what the fuck is that spaghetti again? What, what the hell? What is you got some weird shit on your plate. So that's it for today, fellas. So what are you guys having for dinner? Oh, my wife is cooking me up a steak. Nice. Yeah, my wife is doing the same thing. A chibo. I'm thinking mine's got to be a ribeye. Probably going to be a 32-ouncer for me. Sides? Of course. Nice. Yeah, we get spinach and <laughs> twice baked potatoes. My wife will probably start things off with a <laughs> cocktail and a wedge salad. Wow. Can you send this to me, please? What is your wife making for you? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably steak. <laughs> Can you please send this to me? It's so fucking weird. Holy shit! There you go, dude. Buddy. You can you you have to post this on the on the Instagram page. It's fucking bizarre. <laughs> it's like three serial killers talking about the food that their wives cook for them that don't realize that they're murderers. <laughs> wow. Let's see. That was fucking bizarre. Wait. Let's go out with my boy. Oh, Captain, oh, Crunch, Captain Crunch horror, horror game? game. What the fuck? Captain Crunch horror game. Oh shit, man! You had you in you had the correct answer, Crunchy Captain. There's a Captain also. It's weird Crunch. that his eyebrows are part of his hat, right? Dude, this is. This is. We're looking right now, by the way, at YouTube. Captain Crunch. There's a Captain Crunch horror game called Crunchy O One. 
Whoa. Oh, shit. You're like walking in the woods here. Oh, it's like Slender Man, but with Captain Crunch. Oh, is this like Slender? I never played Slender Man. Yeah, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Damn, these graphics suck. Jesus. So probably a kid made this in Minecraft or something. <laughs> oh, this is pretty good, though. If a little kid made this. Good job, kid. Wow, what? This looks like oh. doo-doo. Oh, nice. Captain oh. Crunch. I, oh, I see. You're going around eating the crunch. Oh, shit. Wait. Wait a minute. Mark. Oh, God. Oh, shit. What is that? What is that? I love that people are listening to this. Never oh, Jesus Christ. You saw that shit, Mark. <laughs> Dude, you saw that shit. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Jesus. That would be great you. if you shit your pants on air. <laughs> like, ah, oh, Jesus! Oh, God. Crap myself. We, well, so we found the answer. I was right. Uh, All right. Captain Crunch. It, it is Captain Crunch. That Captain Crunch is the fuck. man. Let's see. Are there any other good jumps I guess he's a, he is a delusional psychopath because he thinks he's a captain, but he's dressed like an admiral. Well, that's my thing is that weirdo. he's he has the rules don't apply. Yeah, he, he glued his fucking on eyebrows himself. onto his hat. Of course, the rules don't apply. Jesus, that was frightening. Oh, <laughs> OK, shit. so that went well. So, yeah, so we're going to we're going to stand firm on that. Captain Crunch. Yeah, I think. Well, now we have to. We got no choice because he actually has his own fucking heart. Okay. Alright, that about wraps it up for us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Matt and Mark Movie Show. If you like what we do here, please consider leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon, Stitcher, wherever. We're available on all the major podcast streaming platforms and we hope that you're following us wherever you get your pods and giving us a like or a subscribe or maybe a recommendation to a friend would really help out the show and we truly appreciate it plus we just like hearing from you so you can also write us at our email matt and mark movie show at gmail.com m-a-t-t-a-n-d mark movie show at gmail.com you can also follow us on the socials we are pretty active on instagram that's at the matt and mark movie show on instagram we're on twitter we don't tweet much we're at the mm movie show there Next week, not quite sure what we're going to do. We're, we're leaning towards Wrath of Man, the new Guy Ritchie movie. And we may have a special guest for that. So tune in. Have a great week. See you then. <laughs>